Hey, this is Shannon. Sorry, I missed your call. Give me a little bit. Yeah, right. Exactly. Hello. Yeah, I forgot about that there. I th- yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, I would. Found out how much I really enjoyed parking. Nuh-uh. Is that for real? True. Let's pretend like that didn't happen. What do I know? In the future, it's very bright, Michelle. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Blonde Girl Behind the Scenes. As always, I'm excited about my guest, and today is no different. She is, first and foremost, an educator. She's a yogi. She's a wife. She's a mom. And she's an all-around doer. Director of Marketing, Miss Lisa from Falcon Boats. Good morning. Good morning. you? How are things going? Going great. Going great. It's Friday. That's right. Happy that it's Friday, ready for ready for the weekend and soccer travels. Ooh. So, Ooh. where are you headed to this weekend? Florence, South Carolina. Okay, so not too far, is it? Too far? No, it's about an hour and a half, two hours okay. most. Yeah, so okay. it's not not going to be too bad. That's not bad at all. Well, I don't want to keep too much of your time because I know you're a super busy lady, but I am so excited that you wanted to join me and I've been wanting to get you on for a while. Um, I'll kind of let you take the floor, but you know, as mentioned, Blonde Girl Behind the Scenes is a podcast that interviews those who work behind the scenes of the sporting industry. And that is why you are here. So (laughs) tell me, Miss Lisa, what, what all do you do? Because I know you do a lot of things. Um, and how you kind of got into it. And I'll ask questions along the way. Okay. Well, you know, I am not a boat builder by trade. Um, I am not a marketing director by trade, um, but I am the director of marketing for Falcon Boats. And I am married um, to the company. Uh, My husband, Stephen, is one of the owners of Falcon Boats. Um, And I guess in 2016, uh, I left my job to come to Falcon to start working to help to help him. We were getting Falcon started, or it, I guess we started in 2015. Mm-hmm. But um, this is absolutely none of this is in my wheelhouse. Um, you know, I I was an education professor. Um, okay. always, I've always been a teacher. I, I taught middle school um, for years and then went on to get my PhD in educational psychology and research. Wow. And I was teaching teachers. Um, so we, we, the guys joke that, you know, most boat companies probably don't have a PhD on staff. Um, but so when I started with Falcon, honestly, I mean, I knew the the most I knew about boats is that the pointy end was the front and the flat end was the back. And that was really what I brought to the table. Um, but, but I'll say as a teacher, um, I have a lot of transferable skills. Um, and so I, I started, I, take care of our website for Falcon, um, social media pages. Um, I do our catalog. I wrote our owner's manual. Um, I, I do pretty much whatever needs to be done. Um, I work with our pro staff. Um, I run, I have created and run all of the programs that we currently have with our contingency program. Um, 
our High Flyers program. So pretty much anything and everything I'm asked to do, I take care of it. Um, I do not know how to build a boat. Um, and I refuse to learn because I'm afraid if I learn, they'll make me do that too. So <laughs> they might. <laughs> they might. Uh, so I, I never allow them to see me holding a power tool um, or anything of that nature because I do not want, um, I don't want to to add that to the list of things that, that I get to do for, um, for our family business. <laughs> I don't, I don't blame you on that at all, but so director of marketing is your role or your title, but your role obviously encompasses encompasses a lot of different pieces of marketing. Um, and without having a marketing background, obviously bringing a lot of those pieces to the table from education, which I think anybody who's a teacher can you can do anything seriously absolutely <laughs> they, they are superheroes for sure exactly no across no the board but what has been for you two two parts to the question like your your most favorite piece of of marketing or work that you do and your least favorite part well, the, my most favorite part has really been developing the website um, and just the creativity that goes along with that, um, because that that is not something that I have been trained to do. Um, I've always been very tech savvy. I always um, as a teacher, you know, I was the teacher that had all the tech tools in my classroom and, and knew how to use them and was training other teachers. Um, so I've never been afraid of technology, but it, it's kind of a funny story. Um, when, with, when Falcon first started, I mean, I don't even, we had, I think, one boat at the time. Um, Stephen was on his way to Nashville for a boat show. And I actually was at home with a sick child. Um, one of our boys um, had had a stomach bug or something. So I was at home taking care of a kid. And, and it's funny, he calls me and he says, you know, I think, I think we need a website. So this was very early, very early in all of this. He said, I think we need a website. And I was like, yeah, you know, I think that's a great idea. He's like, well, here's the credit card number. Here's this information. And he said, you've got six hours. What? <laughs> and he said, I know you can do it. And I thought, okay, I like a challenge. You know, I'm up for it. And so I created Falcon's first website in under six hours before he made it to Nashville. I had a website up and going um, and I had never built a website before. And so it was it was fun. It was it was exciting. So, you know, I've enjoyed doing that. We have people come to us all the time that, you know, they want to they want to take over the website. And and I get it. Ours, you know, it absolutely could be far more professional than in what it is. Um, but we're proud of it. Um, from the standpoint of we are a small business and um, we like to, you know, we like to be very hands on. And, yeah. and so I have thoroughly enjoyed the creativity um, behind doing that, being able to, um, you know, think about how I want to present our brand um, and our company and what we stand for. And, you know, and I take a lot of pride in that because it is, you know, it's a family it's a family business and, and we want to treat everyone like family. And so um, that, that's been great. Um, my least favorite part, you know, I really don't have one that I just dislike, but I'll tell you the first year that I planned um, our trip to the classic uh -huh. was overwhelming um, because not knowing 
what to do and who to call. And I mean, I just, I, I spent a lot of time on the phone asking a lot of questions, mm-hmm. you know, um, about different vendors and how do you get carpet in there? And how do you, you know, oh, wow, yeah. I have to pay to hang the sign and take it down. And I have to try <laughs> to organize all that. And, you know, and so, so that, and, and I still, when I say least favorite, I think it was just the learning curve was what was so hard for me um, because I had never been involved with anything of that, you know, of, of that, um, caliber but I still love it like I enjoy planning it um I enjoy you know organizing every bit of that every year because you know it is it's a lot of fun and once again it's just a way to um you know to use a lot of the skills that I've that I've always used in the classroom or when teaching teachers um you know it's just being organized and um you know just knowing how to get things done and knowing how not being afraid to ask questions when you don't know something Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's a lot of fun. It really is fun. Yeah. Me. The classic or even iCast or any other, I think any show in general, if it's your first time going, you, it's a little nerve wracking, especially like a Bassmaster classic where it's not just maybe industry people, it's industry people and it's fans and right. you don't know what you're going to run into. And there's mm-hmm. hundreds and thousands of people there most of the time. And right. Well, I, and then they, they bury the lead. They put the, um, you know, the instructions in, in all the guidelines that you need to know, they, they hide it under a link on like the fifth and sixth page deep, you know, on like, you know, on a website, right. um, because I think the first year I didn't even know there was a manual out there. Oh. Um, I think I found the manual like in year two and there's I was like, there's a manual there's actually a manual but it is so deep in their website and I'm like why would they not like put this on the front page you know to help people find it but yes there is a manual found it here too eight Um, years of me being in this industry and I didn't know there was a manual so you're ahead of the curve (laughs) well it's just but you know things that like I felt crazy asking questions and I was like oh okay there so I need to know that too so it's um it's, it's been, it's been fun to learn. And again, you know, not being a part of this industry, um, you know, it, some people, some people joke and call it, you know, boat builders, the, um, you know, part of the mafia, the boat building mafia. And so, I mean, not knowing the industry, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to find the answers to some of these things um, when, you know, you didn't just, you know, grow up in this. Um, but that it's, it's, it's been a fun process along the way to, to get to know it and, um, and just to, to understand how the industry is so close knit. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you, so you say you married into the, the boat building world or the boat manufacturing world has, is that something that's been in your husband's family for like his lifetime? Oh, absolutely. His father, um, Charles Waller, started Bumblebee Bass Boats. Um, And back in, I guess, the 70s, late, I guess, late 70s, maybe early 70s, um, started Bumblebee. And so Stephen has been in the business the entire, you know, his entire life, Um, whether it's as a as a kid, just, you know, growing up, going there after school, um, you know, learning how to do little things, you know, um, from, from his dad and from other workers to, um, being in composite sales. Um, so boat building is, is all he has pretty much ever done in his entire life. So Falcon being established in 2015, what, what was kind of like the driving force and wanting to manufacture your own boats? 
Well, we own a boat repair facility as well okay. that we've had um, now for, gosh, I guess about 15 years. And one of the things that Tim and Stephen both working on boats, you know, they saw every boat come through there of, you know, every kind of boat on the market, um, you know, center consoles, bay boats, bass boats, um, pontoons, I mean, everything coming through. And, you know, they've always, you know, Tim also has been in the business a long time. They've been in boat manufacturing. It's something they've always loved. Um, and they just knew that they could make a better boat. Um, they knew they could make a boat that just in some of the, the ways they designed, some of the thought processes that they went through, um, you know, the, the hatch in the back, um, you know, that you can access all the pumps really easily. Um, because, you know, sometimes in other boats, there might be a very small access point um, that makes it challenging when you're repairing a boat. And as we know, you know, boats, things break, you know, <laughs> um, things yeah. need to be things need to be replaced. Um, and so there were just things that they saw um, that they felt like they could they could do better. Um, additionally, you know, with fishing, um, they saw they saw things that, you know, this this seems this just maybe doesn't make as much sense or this seems more logical. And um, and they really wanted, you know, to create a tournament worthy boat um, that was affordable you know, for, for, for most anglers. And, you know, and while we have, it's, it's funny when we first started, we definitely tried to do that. And, you know, but, you know, everyone wanted more, you know, they mm -hmm. wanted more, more bells and whistles. And, and so, you know, we listened to our customers and we continued to add things, you know, that they really wanted. Um, and, you know, and, and so, boats have like everything else right now, especially, I mean, everything's going up, boats are going up. Mm -hmm. um, um, because the cost of goods have gone up, um, right. shipping has gone up. I mean, everything has just really been very different. But but we started out really wanting to create um, a boat that was not stripped down. We did we didn't want to um, create a, a base a base boat that didn't have any any of the bells and whistles. We wanted those bells and whistles to be there for for someone wanting to buy a boat that you know they were they would get the things that they really wanted. Um, and so we've we've evolved with our customer base as we've you know as we've gone as we've gone through. Absolutely, I I love a Falcon boat, and I maybe I'm biased, but <laughs> I think they're the best boat out there. So well, thank you. Yes, yeah. you've, I'm sure you've been around Coulter's boat quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. and there's <laughs> other other anglers that I've been around that that have the Falcon boat, and I actually was trying to talk another client into it. I'm like, you should probably look at a Falcon. And he's like, well, you know, it's actually a really good boat. I'm like, yeah, you're right. So <laughs> you should probably do that. <laughs> But, you know, speaking of, you know, anglers and that type of stuff, is fishing something um, that, you know, your family is, are they avid anglers um, in well, the family you know, or just kind of like came about? Well, we, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, they always say the cobbler's children have no shoes. Um, <laughs> you know, when you, I think when you've worked around boats all day, every day, the last thing you think about on the weekend is necessarily just hopping in a boat. Um, sure. But, but definitely Stephen and Tim, Tim fishes every week. Um, he's a part of a, a Tuesday night um, tournament series and he fishes and um, he's probably out on the water more than Stephen is. Okay. Uh, Stephen, you know, between all of our family duties um, and work duties, you know, he does try to get out on the water when he can um, and he does enjoy 
he does enjoy going fishing, um, you know, with, with, you know, members of our pro team, he'll go out with them some. And um, so, yes, we, we do fish, but we are probably not, um, you know, the avid fishers that some people are. And it's simply because of, of a lack of time <laughs> to be able to get out there and, and fish. And like I said, I, I was definitely not someone to fish. Um, I, I don't think I really, I don't bait my own hook, you know, if I'm, mm. I mean, I grew up fishing with my dad a little bit and, okay. um, but I caught my first bass, I think two years ago. Wow. I was really excited about it. Um, I put it out on social media. My first bass was a little tiny, tiny bass. Um, It was a baby bass. And then about a week later, I caught a, a nice good size bass um, awesome. in pond. but Stephen did take me to a pond that was kind of stocked with really large bass I think to make up for the fact that I had caught this little minuscule bass out on Lake Murray um, so to make me feel better about catching a bass but but I do I enjoy I mean I like to fish I enjoy doing it um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to wait till my boys grow up a little bit more where I can I can have the time to get out there and and, and get on the water a little bit more that is awesome well what did it weigh because I've never caught a bass and I get crud for it all the time being in the industry as long as I have so I'm excited for you that's so cool the 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 bigger one I mean it was like a it was over five pounds I don't I don't know the exact weight because I mean we just we snapped a picture of it and um and and put it back but that's so so cool but, but yeah, it was a good, it was a, it was a good bass. I was, I was proud. I was very proud of myself and I felt like I had definitely redeemed myself from, from the baby, <laughs> from the baby bass. So baby that, bass. that learning curve went really, really fast, you know, okay. and we, um, I mean, I, I improved tremendously on that. That is awesome. So do the boys have an interest and, in, and in you say they're so young, I know they're young, but how old, how old are they? Well, they're not as young as I guess. I still think they're young, but my <laughs> oldest actually, um, he's 14. He just started oh, ninth grade this year oh and, and he does enjoy fishing. He'll, he'll fish with his friends. Um, he likes to, you know, fish off the dock. Um, and then my youngest, he is, um, I guess he is 11. He is in sixth grade this year. So I have a high schooler and a middle schooler now. Um, And his main interest is soccer. He absolutely loves soccer and and enjoys playing competitively. Um, But when he was little, um, he's got a lot of energy. And when he was little, I remember um, his grandfather saying that he was like, he was like the, you know, a little Bill dance because the way he the way he naturally moves his body and kind of, you know, hops a little bit and jumps. And when he can't stay still while holding a fishing pole, um, but I think the fish like it. Like, I guess his rhythm, the way he hops up and down with that fishing pole, they, when he was little, um, I mean, he would catch fish after fish after fish. I mean, so, um, so maybe, maybe when he gets a little bit older and, um, you know, if he, if he ends up moving on from soccer or, you know, maybe he'll make time to, to fish a little more and we'll see if he still has that rhythm that he yeah. had when he was little. Cause it was hilarious. I mean, he just, the fish would just, um, he would, he would just constantly catch them. That is awesome. I love to hear that. So they like to fish and you like to fish and everybody kind of likes to fish. So it's just kind of a match made in heaven, I guess I would say, <laughs> right? It I mean, is boat boat building bass boat building bass fishing um just kind of all came together now I know you guys are uh, 
Falcon Boats is located in South Carolina. Are you born and raised in South Carolina? No, we are actually from Tennessee. Um, both okay. Stephen and I are from Tennessee. I'm, my family is outside of Memphis in Carterville, and Stephen's parents are outside of Nashville. Um, and we, um, we actually moved to South Carolina on a three-year plan, um, but we moved here for, Stephen went to work for Seaboss Boats in Newberry, okay. South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And um, we have always been a fan of small business, family-owned businesses, um, and he really kind of wanted to escape the corporate world. Um, and so we took this position right after we got married. Um, we took the position at Seaboss and uh, gosh, it was less than, uh, less than a year maybe after we moved here that they sold um, to a large company. They sold to Brunswick um, and we were back in corporate. And so we, um, you know, he stayed, he was over Seaball, Seapro and Palmetto. Um, we, we stayed for a little while and then, and then that's when uh, Tim and Stephen um, started the boat repair facility. Um, so that so that um, we could get back to what we love, which is small business. Um, and so so that's so we we came here for for three years for me to to for him to work and for me to get my doctorate at University of South Carolina. And um, then we started a business and here we are, two businesses and two kids later and. <laughs> We're going on, I think you're 18. So, oh my so, so we, we now, um, we now say we are from South Carolina. It took a long time for that to roll off of our, our, our tongue, uh, being from Tennessee with where all of our family is, but we, we do, we love it here. Um, it's a, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful area to be. And, um, we've, we've just really been blessed with, um, with, you know, wonderful years here in South Carolina. Absolutely. So did you drag, drag some of the family with you or most of them are still there? They're all, they are all in Tennessee. We are They're the only ones. There. Yes. We are the only ones in South Carolina. And um, so, but we, you know, we feel like we'll, we'll probably remain here, um, you know, for until retirement, I imagine. Um, and <laughs> maybe even after that, because, you know, this is home to our boys. Yeah, right. um, South Carolina is, is really all they've known right. um, since, since they've grown up here and were born here. Absolutely. It's a nice place to live. Let's let's just say that. <laughs> it is, and you know we're we're close to so many things. Um, mm -hmm. You know when you can be, um, you know you can be to the beach quickly. You can be to the mountains. You know, in about the same amount of time, you can be to the beach, and so it really is. It's a it's a nice it's a nice area, and the weather. You know, the weather is nice throughout the year. Can't so beat it. No, can't be. That's it, what so. I said about moving down here from Michigan. Like I can be to so many places in the, like the shortest amount of time. There's not 12 feet of snow for three months out of the year. Like I like not snow. Don't get me wrong. But come February, March. I, no, no, I'm over it. Like nobody wants to be going out there scraping their car to like go to the grocery store. Right. No, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I've never, I've never lived anywhere where there's a ton of snow. So I just cannot imagine um, enduring that. Well, but I know, Don't I, know people, I know people that love it though. So yes. I, just, I can't imagine having to really stay inside for, you know, for an extended period. I know, right. Um, my sister moved out West and she's in Wyoming and it's already snowing there. And I'm like, no, thank you. Like, <laughs> 
I'm good with still like 85 degree days. I'm really good with that. Really good right. with that. Right. So yeah. I'm not, I don't plan on going anywhere either, being now that I'm in North Carolina. <laughs> like, now where, you guys where, can come to me. Where are you in North Carolina? I'm in Morrisville, Lake Norman area. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I love it here. And I, I totally agree. I, I don't necessarily say I'm from North Carolina yet. I'm not a North Carolinian <laughs> person, but, and it's too easy to tell because I don't have a Southern twang, like most of the people that are from here. Right. But I do understand what you're saying. I don't know that I could, I mean, definitely miss family and friends. Cause, um, you know, everybody's still back in Michigan for me, but I don't miss the weather. I don't miss some of the certain some of the like just the way that the world is up there like it's way more carefree down here it's right everybody's opens the door for everybody and says hello and they're so kind and like you don't really get that up north I I until I moved down here I wasn't really sure like some people would make comments when I started bass you know on the bass tour ordeal like obviously that's the bass fishing community is very Southern and people yes. <laughs> immediately were like, oh, you're from the North. And we're like, assume that I was rude. And I'm like, no, I'm not, I don't think I'm a meanie, but like, okay, I kind of get it now. <laughs> Maybe it's because it's so dark and gray up there for so long though. That's kind of where I'm at with it. Like <laughs> you guys don't see the sun. You just get so angry. I don't blame you. I was angry too. And you've, you've come, you've come to the, the brighter side of life now yes. in the South. <laughs> exactly. And I don't know that I want to go back. So I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit more about what a day-to-day -day kind of encompasses for you. I'm sure it's all, you know, a little different every day, but is there certain things that you make sure you hit on every day, like social media, you know, different, different marketing pieces? Yeah, well, I mostly I work, I work from home or work remotely for the most part. Um, I go, I go into um, actually to Falcon probably once, sometimes twice a week, depending on the week and what, you know, what needs to be done, you know, there on site. Um, but for the most part, you know, because I do, because I do have children and, and, and the beauty of it is I, you know, you might catch me in a car line or driving, you know, my children to school and back. And, um, and so, so a lot of my day does revolve around the things that I do for my children. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm constantly, um, I'm constantly on social media. I'm, I'm following people I'm reading, I'm watching. I mean, it's funny. I look at more fish than I thought I would ever look at in my <laughs> lifetime um, because I'm constantly scrolling through Instagram to see, you know, how our pros are doing and, and, and what's going on with them. And then, you know, what's going on just in general in the bass fish, fishing community. And um, so I spend a lot of time doing that. So that's definitely a daily thing. Um, the funny thing that, that I find interesting is with the website, if you go onto our website to the contact us section mm -hmm. um, to ask a question, that comes directly to my cell phone. Um, oh. and, and so I guarantee you other businesses don't, don't <laughs> it doesn't happen that way. Sure. And so it comes straight to my cell phone. So I spend a lot of time every day responding um, to people that have questions about Falcon, wanting to know things and our customers asking questions, um, you know, or just, or sending a message saying, hey, I, you know, I love my boat. Uh, 
Um, and I love to get those messages from our customers um, and interacting with them and answering questions um, because we are we are very customer service focused and and we're hands on. You know, when you when you when you call us, you're going to get you know, you're going to get one of us. You're going to get one of the owners. I mean, it's just we are a um, definitely embrace the the small business atmosphere with you know customer service um, being being the main focus so that's a huge part of my day um, I also spend a lot of time talking with our dealers answering questions um, interacting obviously with our with our pro team um, helping them with you know with with things if if things come up um, and you know and then of course making edits to the website or you know any of the socials um, so that's probably the bulk of my day every day that happens um, but then some days it's it's all about apparel um, because I'm I'm you know work on um, designing the apparel selecting the apparel ordering stocking um, making sure we have what we need um, for our online stores so um, it could be a day of that or it could be a day of revisions to um, programs we have or the owner's manual or the, the online boat builder that we have so I mean it's just um it is every day is a different day um, with with something, you know, something new that that I may need to be addressing. And and then I spend a lot of time watching our protein. Um, you know, I've got, um, you know, um, MLF running in the background or bass running, you know, when they're out when they're out on the water fishing, um, you know, I have those I'm streaming and and listening and, and watching, especially um, when our when our team when they're having, you know, just just a fantastic day on the water. I mean, I love to I love to listen and to watch along and, you know, cheer cheering on. Um, so that's also during the season. Um, that's a big component of my day as well. I that sounds like my day <laughs> minus, <laughs> minus half the things you said, because I don't do all those other things, but <laughs> minus the uh, children, minus the children yes, and the minus, soccer and the, you know, yeah. all the, all the yeah. things that make us just a real person, you know, yeah, I mean, that happens. Yeah. Yep. I, you do so much that is, there's a lot, th your list is probably never ending when it comes to just what could be done. How do you manage not working 24 seven? Well, I will say this, being a teacher really prepared me um, for this. I, this job for me, um, I actually feel like I have more of a life than I ever did as a teacher, um, because a teacher's job is 24-7. I mean, you are responding to students and parents and you're grading because you don't have time to grade when you're there. Mm -hmm. And so um, for me, it's, I guess I had already done that for so many years. I had just, I was so used to that, that now I actually feel like I don't work 24-7. Um, you know, I may, I have the flexibility to, to work, um, you know, when I need to be working, obviously, when there's some days there's a lot more to do than other days, or there are days that I have a lot more to do as a mom than, you know, than other days. And so I can just, um, you know, I can pick and choose and, and just work my day around what needs really what needs to be um, done for that day. Um, but I'm super organized and um, I, I, I'm a list maker. So I always have a list to where I can, I'm, I've, I've got a running list I can work off of. And that way, if I need to take a break and, and do something for my family, um, I can do that. And then I just go right back to my list and, um, you know, and pick back up where I need to be, um, you know, for, for Falcon. 
I, I'm a list maker too. I love, I love a good list. <laughs> I don't know how people do it without lists. I'm just amazed. I, know. I mean, I guess I just wonder, I'm like, do you, do you ever get things done or do you, do you, maybe you don't feel as satisfied as I do. Cause I love marking through yeah. when I do something like there is something so satisfying about that, but yeah. Um, you know, I don't know what, um, I, I, people manage without lists. I would love, I would love to know how they do it because I just can't, my brain can't hold all that information in, um, you know, and, and not, and not let something, you know, fall off the, fall off the plate. So yeah. I, have to, I have to have a list to keep me on, on task. Okay. Um, one of the other things I'd like to talk about briefly, if yeah. you don't mind, I know you have a dentist appointment. No, you're um, good. <laughs> is that one of the things we've been doing in South Carolina that's really exciting um, is they have started the South Carolina Boating and Fishing Alliance. I don't know if you're familiar with it. If I am. It. Tell um, me more. So um, Stephen and I were, were kind of the founding, part of the founding members of this when it started and um, sat down with them to talk about, you know, you know, we don't have something like this in our state and, and have worked with um, Geddes Brannon on this. And, and so we, we started out um, just in the very beginning stages with it. Um, but what I have loved the most is, is I have a very active role on the board um, leading up the workforce development initiative in our state. And what excites me about this is it gets to, I get to marry both of my worlds. Um, I get to marry the edu education side of, you know, all the years I've spent and the passion I have for education with the passion um, I have with fishing and with boating um, and ultimately just our industry. And so one of the things we are doing is we are working to create a boat building certificate um, that we will be able to um, offer through the technical college program in our state. Um, we, are, we are in the beginning stages of all of this and, and it, it takes it takes a long time to be able to one create curriculum, but also to be able to, you know, to implement these, you know, at, at the technical level, the technical college level. Um, but we are looking to create this certificate program so that we can grow our own workforce in our state um, and our own skilled workforce. Um, we want to, you know, we want to tap into the, the, the young people in our state, um, high schoolers that have a passion um, for boating and for, for fishing. Um, and, you know, maybe a four-year institution isn't exactly what they, you know, want to go you know, go into. They want to work mm -hmm. with their hands um, and want to be a part of something that is huge in our state. Um, the industry, it's a, you know, it, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. Um, and so we are working to create this program so that we can create these skilled workers um, and get young people excited about our industry and then ultimately have the workers that we need, um, you know, because there are so many boat uh, manufacturers in the state of South Carolina and we're all in need of, of highly skilled workers. Um, so that's something that we're doing right now. We're, we're moving, moving forward and it's, it's, it's really exciting and it's fun and um, and I think it's it's something that's going to um, make a huge impact in our state and and we're thrilled to be a part of it. Absolutely, I love it. I've been I've been following it since the beginning. I'm like, why doesn't every state have this? Right. <laughs> um, so, is there already? I have a ton of questions in regards to this, but is there already technical like institutes for specifically for boat building or is that no. something that needs to be created? 
in South Carolina currently, no. I mean, Yamaha has their motor program um, within the technical schools um, in South Carolina. And, um, but I know there are some schools um, there. There's actually a school, I believe in North Carolina, there's a school in Florida that offers a program, but they're, they're different. Um, you know, some of them, they tend to focus more on like yachting, like how to, mm -hmm. you, know, build, you know, you're building yachts. Um, um, those are the two that I'm most familiar with. I'm sure there are others. Um, I imagine in the Northeast, there, there are probably some. I imagine in California, there are probably some. Um, but so I've been looking at some of these other programs, but they're, they're, we want to create something that is specific to what we need mm -hmm. in, in, with our boats in South Carolina. So, you know, with working on, um, you know, pretty much fiberglass boats, um, bay boats, more pleasure, you know, pleasure boats, um, more of these smaller, um, you know, smaller boats, not commercial type boats. Um, so, so there's nothing like that in South Carolina currently, um, but we have already, um, we've already started talking with, with some of the technical um, school programs, um, the technical college programs to, to say, okay, how can we partner um, and how can we, you know, how can we come in and, and figure out, okay, let's, let's put together, you know, let's put together this program and this curriculum um, and, and offer it not only to young people coming out of school, but also those career changers, mm -hmm. um, adults that, that have transferable skills that, you know, could, could take some, some of these courses um, and, and even a way for our manufacturers in the state to potentially, you know, long-term be able to offer even scholarship programs, you know, to send them to these types of programs um, to, you know, and come back to work for them. Um, so, you know, we've got a lot of big ideas. We're excited about it. Again, these things move slowly um, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of key people, um, but we, we do have, we do have um, buy-in with the, you know, our legislators in the state. Um, that are excited about it. Um, we've had meetings with the, um, the lieutenant governor of the state um, wow. came met with all of the, um, a large group of boat manufacturers down on the coast, um, had a great meeting and, and she is absolutely um, passionate about, you know, moving forward with this. So, so we, we've got a, a lot of great infrastructure already that, that I think um, South Carolina is supportive. South Carolina is supportive of our industry because we, um, you know, we, we are a, a large industry and South Carolina is about boating and fishing. I mean, we love our, we love our lakes here. You know, we love our outdoor um, activities. So I think it's going to be a great, a, a great opportunity for our, for our um, industry and also for the state of South Carolina um, as we move forward with this. Heck yeah. I'm, I'm super excited listening to it. What do you think um, you know, something like the tech school looks like from your point of view, would it be, um, in-house for you? Would it be something you just participate like off, off campus kind of a thing? Oh, it would definitely be, um, it, it would definitely be in, in-house. I mean, okay. at the, the technical school, I mean, there'll be a lot of, um, you know, hands-on opportunities. Um, you know, there are definitely classroom components of, of understanding, um, you know, the chemicals and, you know, and, and everything that goes into the process of, um, you know, 
making a vote. Um, so there's going to be that that component, but also um, there's going to be a lot of hands-on um, hands-on components, um, labs, and and things to where they can work with their hands and and they can learn. You know, how do you wire a boat? Um, how do you you know how do you basically every step of putting a boat together and understanding you know going from raw materials you know, to a finished product um, and, and each step along the way. So um, we envision that, you know, there's going to be a lot of um, internship opportunities that would, you know, definitely have to play a role, um, whether it's, you know, they, they complete their coursework and then go out, um, you know, to a um, a boat manufacturer in South Carolina to complete an internship mm-hmm. um, you know, to be able to, you know, get the own the job training, so to speak. Um, but but we, you know, we're looking at, at trying to figure out how to do this. I mean, um, I know the um, in Horry County in Georgetown area, I mean, the, um, they have been able to, you know, with the Yamaha program, they've been able to already do this um, in in that capacity with motors. Um, And so, you know, we're talking with them um, to see, you know, what more would it take to be able to move into something like this? Um, You know, we want to talk to our legislators too for incentives for businesses to donate, Mm -hmm. um, you know, to donate uh, boats (laughs) for them to work on um, or for them to be able to um, use. And, you know, so what kind of incentive for a business to say, okay, if we donate these things, um, we, we've talked with um, a tool company um, that has talked about, you know, outfitting, you know, this with the, the, the hand tools and things that, that students would need in order to be able to do a program like this. So, so we're just, you know, everyone is excited about it. Everyone um, likes the idea of it. And we, we really, so far, we've had buy-in from, from everyone we've talked with. Um, it's just, once again, we've just lots of moving parts and we'll, um, you know, we just keep whittling away at it so that we can make this, you know, make this happen. Um, you know, with higher ed, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things, steps that you have to go through, you know, you know, for something to be accredited, um, you know, and, and so, you know, we're looking at maybe going, going first with more like a, um, like a, trying to think like a certificate program that's, that's, a that's more like a non-credit class or non-professional um, because, you know, we would be able to get it off the ground a lot faster. Um, okay. Well, because in higher ed, the, the way, the way it works is, you know, you have to have approval at every level, at every step of the, you know, the way, because they want to make sure that if you're saying we're educating this person in whatever field it is, that we are absolutely, you know, they're getting the education they need. And so there's a lot of hoops um, that, that have to be, you know, and, and I's dotted, T's crossed. Um, and so we can actually go through more like a certificate program where it's it's more like a continuing education program, I guess is a better way to put it that other people might understand um, it, to where, you know, you've probably seen if you've ever seen a, a, a flyer that's come out from from a, a community college or a technical co- school mm-hmm. where they have these um, these 
continuing education opportunities for you. So you could take a class in photography or you could take a class in podcast or whatever it is and and you do the work and it's a, you know, and you you earn credit for that, but it's not going towards necessarily a professional program, if that makes sense. Um, and so we're looking at maybe starting with more like a continuing education program first, because we'll be able to move a lot faster with that. And it, because right now we have manufacturers that absolutely need employees today. Right. Hundreds of employees yeah. are needed in the state of South Carolina right now. And so this would give us a way to get people trained and get people, um, you know, getting the skills they need to be able to get them into the workforce while we are trying to get all of the, all, you know, uh, going through the, all of the processes that are there to make it a more like a professional program, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it could, pro- it would, it's obviously a lot of work, like you said, but it would probably be quicker from the aspect of what you're saying to just do the certificate program because there's so many companies that are in need of workers so to just kind of get the jump start and and kind of iron things out along the way right it would it might be just faster moving platform at that level well we're not going to put anything out there that's not that's not good and effective um you know that's the thing is when i want to make sure people understand when we say a faster process that doesn't mean bad or it doesn't mean less than in any way. It's just a way of, um, you know, just understanding the the process you have to go through within a state department of education um, to be able to, you know, to to validate courses and all of those things. Um, It is a very lengthy process. Um, And so while that is definitely what we want to do, we know that there are ways that we can we can get started faster, um, you know, by by going through a a continuing education type model. Um, So so we're we're going to we're going to see where it goes and um, whatever we do, we're going to make sure we we do it well um, and that we you know, we create quality skilled workers for our industry um, because ultimately that's what we all need. That's what we all need. Yeah, I love it. I think it's great. I can't wait to see. And I know it doesn't, it's going to be great when it comes out and everybody's going to want to join it. I'm going to join it. I'm going to do a career change. change. Um, We'll start building boats. Well, come on, come, come build boats. We can, we can have fun together. I'm still not going to learn how to build a boat though. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not. You just be the supervisor. Yeah, I, maybe, maybe. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, but, but it's. It is definitely. All of this is is definitely rewarding, um, to be a part not only of a small family business, um, and just to to watch how you know watch us grow and bloom and and it, it, it's it's really rewarding. And then to be a part of this organization from the ground up as well, and watching it, it's going to be fun to watch it grow and into something spectacular so um so I I have I have no complaints I'm I'm just I'm watching my kids grow I'm watching a business grow and I'm watching a brand new organization in our state grow and all of it is just really um exciting and rewarding so um definitely behind the scenes and definitely blessed for sure absolutely absolutely so on the note of you know watching things and and being 
a part of so many different aspects of not only the business, the business of Falcon Boats, but now with the South Carolina Boating and Fishing Alliance, what do you hope the future kind of encompasses for you? For me as an individual? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy doing what I'm doing. Um, I guess for, for me, um, being, having the flexibility to spend the time with my children and do what I know I need to do for them has been just a fantastic thing for me. Um, but I did, I missed the education aspect. I missed my students um, because that, that was such a huge part of who I was um, and was so for so many years. Um, so now that I have this aspect with the workforce development, um, component and being able to use my knowledge of education and higher education and, and all of that, um, that has really kind of completed the loop for me, um, you know, just to be a part of, of that. So, so for me, future hoping is that I get to keep doing what I'm doing, that I get to keep, again, um, being a mom and being present and doing things with my, my children um, and having the time for that, but also, you know, being able to be a part of a family business that, you know, it's amazing. Teaching was always so rewarding, but, you know, the things that I do that I feel like grows the business um, is, is, is rewarding because I'm impacting my family. It's a direct, mm -hmm. you know, impact to, for, for us. And so that's rewarding. Um, and then on a bigger level with the state and with the SCBFA, again, I just hope I can continue doing what I'm doing and to grow. Um, you know, I've got a lot of great ideas of things that I would love to do with even in the schools, um, you know, to help educate young people, uh, you know, about fishing and about conservation. Um, so those are all things that I hope down the line I get to continue being a part of with that organization to still have that education component that's so important to me. Um, you know, that's really a part of who I, who I truly am. Absolutely. I can hear the, the passion in your voice about it. And it gets me so excited to see what's coming next. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So if you were going to give one piece of advice to somebody, what would it be? I usually, I usually pinpoint it to like what your career is, but you have, you do so much and I'm, I'm sure that there are other people out there that do similar jobs. So let's just flatline it and say, if you could give one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? It would probably be, don't be afraid to try something new that you've never done before, um, because you may find that you like it. Um, but I guess that would be the first piece. Don't be afraid um, to do it just to, and to learn, just to get your hands dirty and figure it out. Um, and, and the second thing is also don't ever feel like something is ever beneath you um, in, a, in a job. You know, maybe I wasn't hired to do this and they're asking me to do this. Um, you know, that's one of the things that I have found is just being flexible to do whatever needs to be done. Um, and I think it's really important to be reminded that you might be asked to do something that you may think I'm not qualified for this or I really don't want to do this. Um, but you may find that you you enjoy it or you like it or you're good at it. 
Um, and so again, I think that um, all jobs have parts that we, we like better than others or dislike, but I think just being open um, to different possibilities and just different opportunities that, you know, <laughs> if you would have asked me um, when I was you know, starting my doctoral program to be a college professor, if you would have asked me if um, I would be working at a boat company down the line, I would have absolutely said never, you know, no way, no way. I can ne I would never see that as my path. Absolutely um, not. Absolutely not. You know, isn't that like one of those dirty jobs, you know, but, but, you know, so for, for me, it's, it's, being, being open, being, you know, because we all have so many gifts and talents mm. that we're given and you just don't know how you're going to be able to use your gifts and talents. And, and I think if you try to, you know, if I would have just said, I can only do this as a teacher, you know, I, there would have been so many things that I would not have been able, I would have missed out on with Falcon. Um, and then now, you know, with, with the SCBFA as well. I mean, it's just, you have to pivot, you have to, you know, um, and I think we've learned a lot with pivoting in the last yeah. couple of years. Um, but I, I think you just have to be open to opportunities and possibilities, even if they don't sound exactly like what you think you want to do. Um, so I, I, that would probably be the, the advice I would give. I like it. And I think, you know, kind of playing off what you said, like, don't ever think something's beneath you because how do you know that you can't do it if you don't try it? And I think as a person, you should constantly be trying to learn and evolve. And if you don't try new things, how can you learn something new? That's, that's <laughs> Maybe true. one day we'll be able to do handstands. <laughs> well, and here, here's the thing. Everything everyone does is important in yes in the, the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you can't think that this isn't this particular item or this task is not important um, because everything, I mean, it is, it's important um, down the line um, because it, it all feeds into, you know, the, you know, what we're trying to do. And so, you know, I think, I think that's really a, a good takeaway. Absolutely. Everybody counts. Every piece counts. Absolutely. I love it. Well, I won't keep any more of your time because I have to run to the dentist mostly. I could chat all day with you. <laughs> that sounds like but, fun. <laughs> oh, yes. Do you know? It's always. I enjoyed it, Michelle. I absolutely love that you guys are part of the, the SS, I can't say it, the South yeah. Carolina. Yeah, BFA. I've been talking to Gaddis about that for a while. And I'm like, this is, again, so like, why don't more, it just seems like such a simple idea like why haven't more states picked this up or why haven't more people tried to do this because we just we just hadn't had anything um and and the main thing too for scbfa that's important in our state is the advocacy component of the program mm -hmm. as well um because we are such a large industry but yet we up until now we've really had no voice we had no collective voice um, and so I think that's really important for this organization as well, for us to protect it, um, protect our industry um, and protect the, the things that we love, you know, to be able to go fishing. And, um, you know, so so that that's the the, advo the advocacy piece is really important um, to have that uni unified voice, I think, for our state, um, because, you know, we all, we can always get more accomplished with, you know, with more people than just one voice, you know, trying to one person, yeah. you know, trying to, to 
make something happen. So um, it's been it's been great, and I think that other states will probably, you know, they may they may come on board modeling after us um, with with things like this. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll just time will tell. Time will tell as we continue to grow. You guys are the model citizens. <laughs> Well, we, we, we'd like to think so. <laughs> South Carolina, we'd like to think so. I don't know if that's true, but we would like to think so. But, that is um, awesome. I love good, it. Good deal. Well, good luck at your dental appointment. Oh, thank you good so part. much again. I appreciate it. All right. Anytime. Have a great day. I'll talk Bye. to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, there you have it, guys. How awesome. I love how passionate Lisa is about her current role, her new role with the SCBFA, And I cannot wait to see what comes next with everything that they are doing. If you want more information about Falcon Boats, the SCBFA, or anything else we discussed during the podcast today, I will have links in the show notes. I appreciate you all tuning in and listening. Be sure to go like us on Facebook and Instagram, Blonde Girl Behind the Scenes. And as always, you can find us on your favorite podcasting platforms, including Apple and iHeartRadio. Make sure you click that subscribe button to stay up to date on all the latest episodes. And if you feel inclined, feel free to leave us a review. With that being said, who do you want to get to know? Drop us a line and let's get to know them together. Later, Gators.